So I'm going to pray, <clears throat> and um, and then we'll we'll jump into our our message for today from Ephesians chapter four. Got your Bibles? Pop them open to uh, Ephesians chapter four, and uh, that's where we will be today. Heavenly Father, I ask you to come, come in your presence wherever we are, wherever you allow my voice to reach. Lord, come in your presence. We bask in the goodness of your presence, the unmerited grace that you give us, Lord. May we allow ourselves to be embraced by your great, rich, generous love. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're it. We're uh, face the folks that are here. Um, we are uh, working our way through the book of Ephesians. And again, Paul uh, would write these letters to churches. And this, like many of his letters, was written from prison. And he would, he would get into prison because he would preach the word. And that would you know, not be cool with uh, whoever was in charge. And so they put him in prison. Um, and Paul has said a couple of times that he is a willing prisoner for the Lord. He's, he actually calls himself not a prisoner of people or, you know, of the Romans or whatever, but he considers himself a prisoner of the Lord, that he has been captured by, by God through God's call on his life. And we've seen some themes uh, so far in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. And uh, those have been, number one, God's plan to bless the nations and make Gentiles equal heirs with Jews as children of God. If you are not Jewish, you are a Gentile believer, and God's plan all along has been to make you an equal heir with the children of Israel as children of God. Number two, Paul continues to pray for the Ephesians, and his prayers are for greater personal wisdom and understanding of God's rich, abundant love. God's desire and Paul's desire and my desire for you and for me <laughs> is that we would receive personal wisdom and understanding of God's rich, abundant love. And number three, if I can do that, my, my, my thumb won't reach my pinky, so i got to cheat. Three, or I, sometimes I do this, three. Um, <clears throat> because... There have been Jews and Gentiles, and now there is one body, one people. We are this one body that is both diverse and unified as one people built together as one in Christ. And we've seen um, illustrations given by Paul uh, where... 
Christ is the head and we are the body. And just like the body is made up of lots of different parts, the body, the church, the body of Christ is made up of lots of different people, but we are all one with Christ as the head. So we're going to jump into um, Ephesians chapter 4 to see what else. Paul usually, his sermons are, are, or his uh, uh, letters are like an onion or an artichoke where there's lots of different layers and levels and he's peeling them back and peeling them back. And so we, we've had some foundation with uh, these three themes. Let's see what, what the Lord has for us today. Again, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Paul. We thank you for the Ephesians and we thank you for your grace and your uh, abundant, rich love for us. Amen. All right. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. So anytime we see therefore, we want to find out what the therefore is there for. And like I just mentioned, we've got these three themes. And at the beginning of, of Ephesians chapter 3, he says, thinking of all this. So thinking about all of this goodness of the Lord. And, and we saw last week in... Ephesians chapter 3, when he thinks about this, he breaks out in worship. In Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. All glory to God. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. When he thinks about this, he breaks into worship. And then he, and then he, and so that's our last verses um, before today. Here we go. Therefore, after all this worship, after all this incredible um, goodness from the Lord, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. And what's interesting is that this calling, Paul then will kind of break down um, to talk about how do we live out this calling um, in with other believers in Christian community, and that's what we're going to be looking at today, verses uh, one through six, 16 in Ephesians chapter four, and then he goes into talking about living out the call on our lives among community in general, you know anybody in on the planet, and that's uh, verses seventeen through. Chapter 5, verse 20, that'll be next week. And then he talks about 
living out this call amongst uh, particular relationships for Christian men and women. And that's uh, verse um, chapter 5, verse 21 through 6, verse 9, and that'll be in two weeks. And that's where he's talking about um, husbands and wives and uh, fathers and children and slaves and masters and all sorts of stuff. That'll be uh, in a couple of weeks. So today, <clears throat> Paul's, at this point in his letter, Paul is begging. Live. You know, this is the, the believer's manner of life, right? Conducting themselves in a manner worthy of their high calling in Christ. And then in um, verses 2 and 3, we get some, some practical examples of conduct that Paul is begging you to exhibit as you lead a life worthy of being called by God to be his son or daughter. So let's take a look at that. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. I watched a video this week of, um, of Vineyard Pastor um, Steve Nicholson, and he was talking about how in the Vineyard Church, not everybody realizes it when they get in, but we are a, uh, a people who live in tension, tension with one another always. And, that, and he says, like, that, that's where life is at. And, you know, again, what we are experiencing as, a, as a, a, an American culture uh, in an election year during COVID-19 with a lot of different ideas and and um, lots of people facing the same storm, but in their own individual boats. And every boat, you know, boats might not operate the same way. So you got to do things, you know, the best way for you. People don't like that. Da, 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 da. So we've got this that creates tension. And, and I love that Paul says in verse 3, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. We are in this together because of Christ. We are in this together because it's God's plan that we are one together. And when we have different ideas and different ways of doing things, that's not um, new. That's not a surprise. So how, how, do you, how do you stay united with people that are different? Bind yourselves together with peace. Interesting. And then in um, verses 4 through 6, Paul talks about seven unities. Let me, I'm going to start in two, and I'll, I'll read all through six. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. 
Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body and one Spirit. Just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. When you are tempted to not be merciful, to not be graceful, we've got to stand on this promise. Uh, of this unity. And it's interesting, I in my um, Bible commentaries, they, they talk about all these ones, one, 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 and how they, they kind of, like, um, sometimes they would uh, write these, a writing style would be, it's almost poetic. So as, they, as the ones go up and then come back down, it's like they're related to each other. So, one body, one spirit, one glorious hope, and one Lord. And then he talks about one faith, one baptism, one God and Father. So it's like the one body, that's us, is under one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. When we're tempted to be, not be merciful and not be graceful, are we getting in the way of, of the Father living through us? And, and then the next two would be one spirit, one baptism. And the next one is one glorious hope, one faith. And I, uh, one of the things that, um, <clears throat> again, my uh, Bible commentary said, is that in the in the original language? This when he says one, it's like there's one only. There's only one body. There's only one spirit. Only one glorious hope. That's being his child and living with him forever. Only one Lord for sure, Lord Jesus. Only one faith. Only one baptism. Only one God and Father. <clears throat> And we've been talking about how we are diverse and unified. And then Paul, in, in, in verse 7, he, he does this thing where he kind of flips it. He says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. And, and it's like he's, he's, what he's saying is, yeah, we're diverse and unified. We're also unified and diverse. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Now on to verse 8. That is why the scriptures say, When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that he says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Christ 
is ruler of all creation. From the lowly places to higher than all the heavens. There is no place that he has not gone. There is no place that he has no authority. No matter where you are, Jesus is king there. And he is generous there. And he gives gifts there. Now we're going to jump down to uh, verses 11 through 16, through the end. Now these, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Ooh. Christmas is coming. Birthdays are coming. I turned 50 in February. I don't know what that word means. We'll have to put it in the chat. All right. right. Mm. It's not about me. Verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Hey! These are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in faith, in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. We're at verse 14 now. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. They're so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Wow. Gifts that Christ has given to his church are these, these giftings, these, um, um, I don't want to say positions, but they're, they're um, people with supernatural gifts of leadership for our body. Isn't that wonderful? You know, what was that Bette Midler song, From a Distance? What a bunch of, I don't even want to say it because I'm a pastor. I can't tell you how disgusted I am by the words that are in here and want to come out here. Anywho, that is a bunch of trash. That's a lie from a distance. God has not just built this world, spun it, and, and he's left. No, 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 no. He gives gifts. He's present. God doesn't do abandonment. 
So the apostles, which is like, like the final authority um, for the truth about the Lord, the prophets who speak to the people on behalf of the Lord, the evangelists, those who spread the good news, they tell the good news uh, uh, on the earth, and then pastors who shepherd and nurture, and teachers who tell you stuff you haven't figured out yet on your own. Their responsibility, and honestly, guys, this is where my heart is. Ephesians 4, verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. I had a, um, a college course on uh, counseling, and there were like four aspects for counseling, and honestly, I have no idea what the other three were, because the only one that I was interested in was equipping people and releasing them, equipping them to, you know, okay, I want to, I want to put a tool in your hand to prepare you for dealing with whatever the other stuff was. That's, that's, God put that on my heart. I can't get away from it. <clears throat> so these three, there, there are three purposes of these gifts, and they are to, number one, equip the people who will do God's work, which will, there we go, there we go. one, two, three, build the church. Again, God is not, he's not satisfied with just spinning that top and walking away. He's not satisfied with where you are right now. He, like a good father, wants to see me, you, reach your ultimate potential. Yeah. Oh, oh. I got to do it this way. Anyways. So, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in... Um, And then in, in verses 13 through 16, it's, it's, the, it's like this. Um, okay, so here's what Christ has done with these gifts. And then here's what it will look like, right? So here we go. This, the building up of the body, the, uh, build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue, the building up of the body. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. This is like the church's um, marketing, right? If you got a flyer, you want to you be a Christian? Here's what you get to look forward to. Being growth and building, continuing until we are so unified in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. 
Wow, that sounds like a tall order. Tis. <laughs> and then here's the contrast in verse 14. Then, when we are fully mature in Christ, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about. We won't be immature. It reminds me of all those videos where there's a, a picture, of, or maybe it's just pictures, where a kid is just freaked out, right? Full-on bawling, and the caption is, <clears throat> their potato chip dropped on the ground. And they just... <laughs> she dropped the receipt for McDonald's. That's an immaturity thing, dear child. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We, we will not be influenced in people to try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Does that sound like what your experience is? Anybody try to lie to you? <laughs> Remember all that junk mail I've been getting? I, I just assume it's all lies. I just have to assume it's all lies. Gossip. So that's the contrast, right? And then we come back to, in verse... Uh, 15, instead, instead of immaturity and being tossed about and being tricked by lies, instead, we will speak the truth in love. As ones who have been called, right? As ones who have been called and God is, or uh, Paul is, begging us to live a life that is worthy of our calling. Our calling is to be. Yeah, culture can suck, right? It can, it can be filthy and have a stank to it, and it gets on us, and, and then we find ourselves, oh, wait, this is not where I, this, this, I, I can't see where, where I'm at and what I'm doing is pleasing to the Lord. How did I get here? I'm a man of unclean lips from a people of unclean lips. So the maturity is we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Speaking of Christ, he, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. He, and isn't this great, he makes you and I and the rest of our motley crew fit together perfectly. Again, I'm so glad that it's not on us to try and figure that out. Now, 
yeah, we want to we want to know. We want to figure it out. But it's not on us to make it happen. He makes it happen. Praise the Lord. And so, <clears throat> so speaking of that, I'm going to I'm going to back up to uh, chapter four, verse seven, where it says, "He has given each of us a special gift." And now, as each part of his body, and this, this is, again, in, in verse 16. So we, we've, we've all received a special gift. And now, as each part of this body does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. What does that mean? It means we need you. As each of you... As each, as each of you, that's on me, as each of you employ your special gift to do your own special work, you help the rest of us grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of tension. No, Healthy, growing, and full of love. We need you. Otherwise, we're not going to be healthy and growing and full of love. I've got, I don't want to jump ahead because I, I wrote down some, some stuff here. Anyways, one of the difficulties created with this virtual church is how challenging it is to release people into their special work. And like I mentioned, equipping people and releasing them to do God's work is my passion. Without doing that, what, what do we end up with? How, what do we end up as? Immature. Unhealthy. Stagnant. Not full of love. So one of the one of my personal um, drives behind signing up with Right Now Media is so that we can, as personally and as a body, grow in our understanding of who God is from all of these different teachers from all across the lands. You know, we're already experiencing worship from all across the world. Now we can experience teaching from lots of different teachers. So again, I'm going to a little plug, little ad here. Right now, media, look through the library, reach out to each other to start a study. You you don't need me necessarily to facilitate. You can just watch. There's doubt. There's materials you can download. Discuss the Bible with one another. And I'll tell you, most of these videos are short. Some of them are like less than five minutes. But even like the studies are like 20 minutes, 20 some minutes. It is, again, it is my passion. I, I would much rather sit with each of you and, and discern from the Lord, what is your special gift? What special work 
has God called you to and encourage you and equip you to be prepared to employ that special gift in your special work. But while we've got while we've got risks, I mean, there's always risks. I mean, for years we've seen nut jobs come into churches and shoot people. You know, that's a risk. It's a risk to gather. Uh, we got, you know, churches of believers in China who risk their freedom, their ability to, to work together. There's always risk. Anywho's, <clears throat> while I, I've noticed I say that like every week, my catchphrase, anywho's, um, <clears throat> during this season of increased ris risk of health, I want to, I still want to find a way to equip our body to grow because again, we need you. If we're, if we're not equipped, and we're not doing our work, the church doesn't get built, we're not healthy, we're not mature, and we're not full of love. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how do you apply this? How do, how, what, so what, right? Mm, not stuff. Great. So, <clears throat> if, if you are a follower of Jesus if you're a part of his body, if you're one of these many parts, verse 3 in chapter 4 says, make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit, binding yourself together with peace. That is purposeful behavior. you got to listen to the spirit. And then you bind yourselves together with peace. Like I said, the, like I mentioned, Steve Nicholson says, the vineyard is a movement where we are all in tension, tension with one another. But the truth is, again, from uh, verse 7, you have been given a special gift from Christ Jesus. And your gift being used by you to do the work of God, doing your own special work. When you are doing that, you are part of helping the rest of us grow. Without you having been equipped and doing his work, the church as the body of Christ is not built up. It does not grow. It is not healthy. It is not full of love. I remember there was a, uh, a time in the life of this church when we were doing oil changes for folks that either couldn't afford them or didn't know how to do it themselves. And I remember there was a, there was a man there who, who found out that we did that, and he was like, oh, I would love to do that. We want to be useful. 
Don't we? What has God called you to? What gift, what special work has he given you to do? Is it preaching? Is it teaching? Is it prophecy? Is it evangelism? Is it help? Right? Is it mercy? Is it faith? Is it encouragement? The New Testament is full. Paul loves providing lists of these types of gifts from the Lord. We're going to get into some of those next week. But let me ask you, what, 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 what has God put on your heart? What has he equipped you with naturally? You know, quick mind, you know, good hands. Um, whatever it is, I beg you, as Paul does, lead a life that is worthy of your calling. And if you don't know what that is, guess what? You're part of a body that has been given gifts from Christ Jesus, and those include leadership. And it is the responsibility of your church leadership, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. It's our responsibility to equip you as God's people so that you do his work. And that builds up the church, the body of Christ. We are all on a journey of maturity together. Verse 13, this building up will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Who is that all about? Jesus. Who are we all about? Jesus. God has a plan. We are one with Christ. And when we are living a life that is worthy of our calling, we are built up and come to full maturity in Christ. And folks, God's plan includes you being here today. We are not together at random. For he chose us in advance and makes everything work out according to his plan. That's Ephesians 1.11. I'm going to read that again. He chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. If you are here, you are part of God's plan. If you are here the rest of us need what you bring to the table. Ephesians 4.16, he makes the whole body fit perfectly together. 
He even makes it fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. We want to know what special gift and what special work God has given you to do. And if you don't know how to get from where you are to employing that special work, it would be my privilege and my honor and my passion to equip you. My email address is saul.cruz at omahavineyard.org. Check it out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and how about that? We're right on time. So as we finish up this morning, let me pray. I want to pray for confirmation of God's gifts. Holy Spirit, you are Christ's spirit in us. You are part of the triune God. Um, so, Lord, we pray that um, through your spirit, speaking to us or through others to us, that you would confirm God's gifts, that you would confirm what gifts you have put in us and clarity on the work that God has called you to. Lord, help us. Give us faith and strength to embrace those gifts, to embrace that work, to embrace the responsibility. And Lord, as we continue to um, go through this together, God, you fit us together perfectly. Help us to bind ourselves together with peace. Holy Spirit, build up your body, the church. May we be built up continually into unity and faith and knowledge of your Son and maturity in the Lord. During this season where we are physically separated, I thank you for the tools that have been uh, created and given to us to connect us. And Lord, I, I just ask for a special outpouring of your spirit to open our minds to understand, to, to uh, personally uh, experience new knowledge of you deeper knowledge of you. Awaken in our hearts and our spirits uh, our own passions and the boldness to take steps of faith. Mm. Nothing would give your servant 
more, more joy than to see your people stepping into their special gifts and their special work and being built up in faith and in knowledge of you and in maturity. As we uh, move into ministry time, 